It's a beautiful day at the homestead. Hello, and welcome to Beyond the Tower, the Omni Homestead Resort's original podcast series. I'm your host, Jesse Bruton. Today, we're speaking to executive chef Todd Owen and senior sous chef Roderick Otti. Chef Todd, Chef Roderick, thank you so much for sharing your time with us. Thanks for having us. Thank you for being here. Why don't you tell us a little about yourselves? Oh, my. Where should I start? <laughs> well, about Roderick, I like to do cooking. I like to exchange words with guests. I like to listen to country music. I like to play soccer. That's my favorite sports. I used to watch basketball, but not as much. And that's how I hit. My culinary background is really mostly pastry. That's kind of where it started. Coming up through the industry for the past 20-ish years, I've focused a lot with that pastry side, but always kind of brought culinary into it and the savory side of things into food as well. And then, you know, growing up, it's just kind of ever evolving in the career, focusing on the next best place to kind of be. And I think I kind of already landed at that. And here I am at the homestead and you know, being a person that grew up in the middle of nowhere in the middle of mountains is kind of a perfect place. So, you know, the the hunting, the foraging, the fishing, that's that's all a lifestyle here. And being able to work here, practice my culinary, and then do that personally outside of work as well is just really kind of perfect fit. So what brought each of you to the homestead? Well, I used to play soccer, as I said before. And when I leave school, I live in a community they call named Catching in Montego Bay, Jamaica. And I play soccer for the team, community, and we play around in the league. And so I was hanging on the street and doing the wrong thing, smoking weed, playing soccer, smoking weed, go home, take a shower, eat dinner, go to bed, drink some beer. And then my sister told me, brother, you got to do something with your life. And I said, okay. I keep doing what I was doing. Then finally, my mom said, you need to get a job. I said, okay, mom. And I go out the following week, and that was 1991, September the 12th. I started working at Wyndham Rosal, and I worked there for six months until it was a little slow season, and I get laid off. And I asked around in a different department, banquet setup, if I can, if I can do something else because I don't want to go back and sit down. And they worked me for two months, and then the chef told me, you can come back in the butcher shop. And I go back, and then I've been working there from that time until 1997, when I leave, come to Hot Spring, Virginia, at the homestead. And from that day until now, it was like a dream come true. Wish I did have my family of shares in this place. But this is a place to be. And I've been working in the butcher shop when I just came here. I work breakfast buffet and I work all around, work the Jefferson. And I've been going ever since. And I'm still here and I like it here. And this is a place to be again. I love that. It's a little bit of a different climate than the Caribbean, huh? Well, I don't like the heat no more. I like the cold. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm the cold guy. And <laughs> even in the wintertime, I turn the AC on. And my wife told me to turn it off, but when she's not there, the AC's on. And I keep the place cool, but that's just me. And I meet a lot of friends here, nice people. And we get along very well. And 
remember, I don't just come here. I did have a driver's license, and there was a guy named Richard Asteller. He gave me his blazer. I think it was a 1994 Chevy blazer to go shopping at Walmart. And it was me and about four of the Jamaicans. We went to Walmart. I was a driver. And we go shopping and come right back, fill it up a gas and take it back to him. And we say thank you. And we meet a lot of friends and we just keep on, keep on meeting a lot of new people and keep working. That's what I keep hearing from everyone about this area is that the people are so friendly and so kind and so generous. Yes, I would say that. Richard Hostetter also still works here. He's our butcher here. Yes. And works in the kitchens with us every day. But yeah, you're right. It really is a big family atmosphere here, especially in the culinary team. And one thing I got to say, there's nothing about black and white. It's all family because when I just came here, we cooked Jamaican food. The American people, everybody come around. We all eat on the one same plate, one same pot. And we talk, we laugh, we run jokes and everything. So it's like a culture here. We respect each other, work with each other, and do the right thing. So when you first came to the homestead, what was your first impression? Oh, my God, I don't want to go back home. (laughs) (laughs) I said, wow. Well, the first thing I would say, when I was coming up from Covington, because we come to Roanoke, Virginia Airport, and we drove from Roanoke to Hot Spring, to the homestead. And we come to Covington, and it's a nice place. And then we came by the paper mill, and everybody was like, mm, what is that smell? So we passed the paper mill, keep coming up. And some of the guys that were saying, where are they taking us? We don't see any other places. Because at that time, there was a lot of places developing on the way to Hot Spring because there was a lot of bushes and trees. And when we reached up here, we said, oh, my God, look at this place. And I said, wow. And I told myself, I ain't going back. And I've been here from ever since. Well, I go back the second year, and then I come back, get married, and then I stay here. I love it here. Now, I understand that the two of you have something in common. Your wives are also part of the culinary team here at the resort. Yes, miss. Was it like working alongside your significant others? Well, it's just like you got to be very professional and focused on what you're doing. At the same time, it's that wife and husband thing. is about focusing on the work you're doing to let the other associate respect you. So at the moment, you're not talking about your wife. You're just talking about the work, and the work has to get done and stay focused. After work, then talk to your wife. Because I work with her at Samson Eats when we shot the workers at that time and we need help, and I leave the main kitchen to go to Samson Eats to help her, and it was all about the work, and show respect to each and every associate around you that, that they can respect you as a leader and a worker. So growing up, we're always told that breakfast is the most important meal of the day. And here at the homestead, breakfast in the dining room is a really remarkable start to any day here. Can you describe a little bit of that experience? Well, what I would like to say about breakfast is, first thing, the first person who come in for breakfast and also the last person who come in, you should also receive the same treatment. For the first person, get a nice buffet, everything filled, the last person should get the same thing as well. 
But what I like about breakfast, I like to be there to take care of the guests where any allergy, anything they do not like, and sometimes they request items. Even the past couple of days, I have a guest request if I can do some chicken stir fry with roasted potato. And that wasn't on the menu, but they paid the extra to get it. And I told them that was no problem. And they called me to the table and give me a hug. But at the same time, we have Corona. Well, I didn't worry about Corona. I just worry about the guests is happy where they can go back and say, Roger took care of us. And that's what I did. What are some of the most popular breakfast items? Most popular is right now we're doing a corned beef hash. And we used to do a Benedict and the omelette. The most important thing is the omelette. And we make omelette with so much different items. For example, peppers, onion, bacon, sausage. You can get the eggs anyway, over easy, over medium. And we make it all. You name it, we make it. What's your personal favorite? <laughs> Lobster. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite item is chicken and waffle. And I got to give that credit to my boss, Chef Tad, because he put that new item on the menu and he's a seller. And he go crazy. Almost every morning we saw so much is unbelievable. But on the breakfast menu, everything is a top seller. You have some days they come in and say, oh my God, the bacon's so nice. Oh my God, they're surprised to get blueberry sausage because they can't find that nowhere else. The only place they can find that is Omni Homestead, blueberry sausage for breakfast. What about you, Todd? What are some of your favorites on the breakfast station? All of it. Bacon. I, I think our quality control, quote unquote, quality control, the uh, the bacon and sausage every morning. Um, like Roderick said, that the blueberry sausage that we have is, is one of a kind. It's made specifically for us. It's something you can't find everywhere else. Now, I think breakfast, obviously, everybody's waking up. They come down. It's more than just the food and the environment for me. One, it's in a absolutely stunning dining room in our main dining room. You know, the, the ambiance is just above and beyond. But I think what really kind of makes breakfast special for us is besides the food is the connections between Roderick and Fred and Howie and all the other multiple cooks that we have there. I don't know how some of them do it, but Fred, he's our omelet guy. He will remember somebody and their name from years ago, haven't seen them. They come up and he goes, absolutely crazy. Just uses their name, says, oh, man, it's, I haven't seen you in so long. How have you been? How are the kids? He knows where they live. It's mind-blowing to me that he remembers all this. And the same with Roger as well. You know, So as much as breakfast and what you eat is important, I think the, the underlying thing that nobody really realizes is the personal connections and the family that you see it. Like I mentioned on uh, another chat we were having, the homestead is like coming to grandma's house, right? It's just a really, really, really big old grandma's house. And you know you're going to get homestyle cooking, homestyle food, but it's also that homestyle family vibe that you get from the team as well. And I think that's really, really kind of sets us apart. We have days where a lot of Americans, where they come for the breakfast, they would say, wow, so many Jamaicans working here. And they said, why you don't have a Jamaican item on the menu? And we said, if you want it, we can make it for you. And I swear to you, you know, much morning we make jerk chicken. And I guess say to me, 
hey, Roderick, if you're going to make it, if you can't make it right, don't make it. And I said, I promise you, when I make it, you tell me about it. And what he was trying to say that he wanted spicy. But at the same time, I'm, I can make it real spicy, but I'm concerned about him. And when I make it, he said, oh, my God, Roger, that was it right there. And also, when we're doing the omelet, we have a thing, me and Frederick, where we call it shotgun. And shotgun is, when you look on the sky, on the picture on the wall, at the shooting range, you will see a guest with a shotgun and the trainer, David Judah. But when you look above, you see the cloud. And you look up below, you see the sun. So it's like white and yellow. So the shotgun come from there, where we call it the cheese. The shotgun is the cheddar cheese and the Swiss cheese combined. So we say to the guests, do you care to have shotgun or do you care to have a single? They said shotgun. And we gave them cheddar and Swiss. And that's come from me and Fred. So that's a little joke what we run every day. And the guest was like, shotgun the next day. And they, they got it. That is awesome. And I'm going to remember that for tomorrow morning. Yeah. When they go to Fred, ask him if he can have shotgun. Maybe ask him where you get that from. And then you got the answer. <laughs> <laughs> You'll see that picture as well. It's, it's right behind the omelet station where you see Fred in the morning. It's hanging up on the wall. Well, and on this note, you mentioned this a moment ago or hinted towards it. The architecture of the main dining room is just so stunning. And this morning in preparation for this chat, I actually went and had the pleasure of sitting in an area that I hadn't been seated in before, which has all of this breathtaking natural light. It has a grand chandelier hanging from the center of an amazing dome. The whole dining room is lovely, but that was just a different experience from the area that has the dance floor and the main area that you first walk into. It's nice that you can go and experience it in different ways more than once. So I would like to share a few guest impressions if you don't mind. <laughs> you ready? We pulled some reviews, and here's what one recent guest had to say. We've been visiting the homestead for more than 20 years. Over that time, we've come to know many wonderful employees. We would like to commend three on the staff who have gone out of their way to make our annual stay so enjoyable. We met Roderick, the morning chef, last year and immediately developed a bond. Not only is the food he prepares superb, but he is one of the most friendly and outgoing people you could ever meet. He always has a smile and always makes you feel welcome. This year, in addition to his fantastic breakfast buffet, he surprised us with a few of his own creations each morning. Wonderful and made us feel so, so special. Roderick, what's your secret making these connections with guests? It's all about love. Because... When you take care of the guests, we want them to go back and say to 10 more other people, 100 more other people, this is a place to be. And I remember a few mornings where this, some guests say they were supposed to go to the Greenbrier and they changed their mind and come to the homestead. And they was gluten-free and I make something for them. And that's what it takes. You gotta be very professional and very friendly and put a warm welcome because as I said before, more you treat the guests happy, more the guests go back and tell other folks, other people, and we can look forward to see more guests come back because that's what we want. We want a relationship here where 
we're going to get happy and everybody does happy. Now, you touched on some dietary restrictions and allergies that I know are frequently a concern for many travelers. Chef Todd, how does the homestead generally accommodate those types of requests? We accommodate on a very personal basis. If we have individuals that we know in advance that are coming, I'll jump on the phone. I'll give them a call. We'll talk about their dietary needs or requests and we take on every challenge. There's never a no for us. And like Roderick was saying, I think he kind of cut himself short. He goes out of his way to make those special requests for those guests to make sure that they have what they need. Obviously, with menu development here, and especially with uh, breakfast and as well as the restaurants, gluten-free is one of our largest dietary restrictions that we have here for everybody. It's becoming a, a common thing. And We're taking the steps ahead of time to make sure that our soups are gluten-free, our sauces are gluten-free, whatever we can do without impacting the quality and the guest doesn't even realize it, we're already making some of our soups vegan. You wouldn't know, you would think that they weren't, but we're always staying one step ahead and always being prepared for any of our dietary restrictions. That's really forward thinking, I love hearing that. On the note of guests with allergies, I have another bit of feedback from another guest that I'd love to share. This guest writes, We've been coming here for 50 years since I was six years old. The staff was amazing, but the biggest standout person that went way above the call of duty was Chef Roderick. Our daughter has a gluten and dairy sensitivity, so meals can be a real challenge. He took special interest in her and went out of his way every day to be sure that she had something she could eat. I can't say enough positive things about his impact on us and the way he left us feeling. We're not just customers, but family at the homestead. He stood out even among the other many, many wonderful folks. So what advice do you guys have for travelers with food allergies who might be a little bit cautious or worried about dining? Well, what they always do, they always contact the concierge and they always state what they're allergic to, and that person will send an email to Chef Todd or to me, and also what we do, first thing in the morning, we check our email, or there will be a note or something will be there for that person who is coming in for breakfast. And then we take it from there, we prepare something. Or before we even prepare, we always go to the table, hi, good morning, my name is Chef Roderick, how are you this morning? And we talk about the allergy and everything, and I said, okay, at this moment, bear with me. I'll be right back. And I get something for them to play with in the meanwhile. And then I make them a dish and then check on them and ask them if they're coming back tomorrow morning. And they say, yes. And also, if I'm off the next day, I bring another associate with me and introduce him to the guests. And then we talk about it back in the kitchen and we make something for them. And we took care of them. Best advice, don't be shy. Tell us what you need. Talk to the servers, ask for the chef, talk to the the person at the host stand, anybody. What's important for us is the more communication, the better. And that's just not from associate to associate, that's associate to guest as well. So if we understand what the expectations are and what the needs are, the more we're gonna go out of a way to make it happen for you. So yeah, don't be shy. That's a great tip. So Chef Todd, how would you describe Chef Roderick's role at the resort? Chef Roderick is irreplaceable 
honestly. He has been here for, I won't embarrass him and tell him the 23 plus years he's been here. But uh, he is a very intricate part to not just breakfast, but the culinary team. As he mentioned before, he's worked kind of everywhere, but he's the guy. You know, it's hard to find individuals that have that connection for the guests and the associates, but to have the desire and the drive, the passion, the motivation that he has to come in every day and to be happy and smile and to do what he does, it can be very challenging at times, but he plows through it. He does well, you know, so without Roderick, I'm lost. Roderick, you can't leave me, but yeah, very grateful And I know I'm not the only one that thinks that the entire team here at the Homestead and not just culinary, everybody appreciates what Roderick does here. I have that on record saying that, by the way. (laughs) I need a coffee. (laughs) (laughs) So on that note, I'd love to read just one more guest comment. I had a lovely stay. I would also love to mention a man by the name of Roderick Otti. He is the senior sous chef in the dining room. Roderick was so kind and helpful when I spilled my breakfast plate all over myself. He immediately got someone to clean up the mess I accidentally made and got me a new plate of food with everything that I had on it before I dropped it. Thank you, Roderick, and the entire dining room staff. Do you remember that, Roderick? Yes, sir, I did. So, Roderick, how do you view your role at the resort? I feel, I feel, I feel very good. There's only one thing I would like to say that we just like to get more challenge from more guests, like more coming in and more special needs or anything. Let me put it on the table and we are ready for them. So we like them to bring it on, bring friends on and we're ready. We always ready. We want to make it happen. It's funny, our busier days versus our slower days. If we're only Say if we're only feeding 200 guests for breakfast, the team is like, when's the business coming? I'm just like, it's still 200 people for, you know, the five of you that are on the team. But when they're doing four, five, 600 people in a morning, it is a completely different vibe. They are, they're on cloud nine. They're enjoying it. They're having a blast. Like, it's amazing to see how the entire breakfast team really kind of dives into it and they really are guest service oriented. And I think that's what really kind of makes breakfast special. You know, with Roderick leading the entire team, it's great to see that if it's busy, it's a great day for him. Is this word they use when you're on a cruise ship, smooth sailing ship? <laughs> <laughs> and also we have other associates like Christopher Farrell, and we have Kyle and everyone pitching. So when we have a busy day, Chef Todd, we all challenge it, and once we challenge it, we take care of the guests. Because, as I said before, we want the guests to be happy, and we want them to go back and tell other people, and other people tell other people. And that's when we're looking good, and they come back with a lot of friends. All right, listeners, you heard the challenge. We got to bring it on. We got to come hungry. <laughs> Let's make it happen. Now, Pivoting a little bit from our conversation about food, I understand that you take on a different role at the resort during ski season. Can you tell us a little bit about this side gig as a DJ you have? Well, I started from when Jamaican independence, August the 6th, every year, I go to the palm shop or I go to the yard sale and buy speakers. 
and all Jamaicans, and we invite the Americans. Let's get together, cook some Jamaican food, curry goat, curry chicken, jerk chicken, jerk pork, fried fish, and rice and bean. We make some soup with goat head. You take the goat head, you roast it, you scrape it, and we use it to make soup. And it makes you strong, right? Mostly it's for the male guy, make the guy strong. So when we do that now, and the speakers, um, they got burned up and everything because it may be running too, too hot. So I invest in some other speakers, and I said, I'm going to do this once in a while. And I end up playing for a wedding. And I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe I just did it. And we sit down and I say, okay, we're going to keep doing it. Then we were saying that we need some music at the ski lodge. And I talked to my boss, Chef Todd, and said, after breakfast is over, if it's okay, if I can go to the ski lodge and play some music. And I go to the ski lodge and play some music and get it on. And also, there's a, I don't remember exactly the name of the group. We have them come here 2018. And the DJ was supposed to come for that group, did not make it. And there was an associate here named Tanya Kincaid. Someone told her about me, and she called me at my home. And I was sleeping. And she asked me, Roderick, I need your help. And I said, who am I talking to? She said, Tanya, we have a group right now, and the DJ never turned up. And can you come and play some music? I said, oh, my it doesn't work like that, Miss Tanya. And she said, please, I need help. I said, okay, I'll be right there. So I get my laptop, my tablet, my phone, and I bring the speakers, everything, and I hook it up, and I go over to the leader for the group and ask, what kind of music do you like? And she said, can you play some 50s and 60s? I said, okay. And I went to the back and used my credit card and downloaded YouTube Premium, and I put that on my tablet, and then I started to get everything going. And there was I playing some 60s, Elvis Presley, and, and I play um, Grease music too. And I've been doing it ever since. What's your favorite type of music? I said before, country. <laughs> <laughs> I love country music. It's so funny. I like bluegrass. I remember back in the days when my mom cooked Sunday dinner. I come from church, I watch soccer and TV, and me and my dad, my brother, we sit watch TV, and my mom would be in the kitchen cooking, and when she finished cook, we all sit on the front porch and play bluegrass. And my mom was a really bluegrass fan, and I don't know if that's where I get it from, but even my wife can't believe I listen to bluegrass music. And every night, I got my little portable speaker, turn it really low on bluegrass, and go to bed. Sometimes she turn it off, but I like country music. I like Jamaican music too, but I mean, this is Jamaican music all my life, but something different. It's more relaxing. Yeah, more relief and just lay back. Drink your buck of water and just lay back. This is some country and some bluegrass. Roderick also DJed at my wedding oh, most recently as well. I, I, I didn't reach a party boss. I was getting there. <laughs> <laughs> you were saving the best story for last, I guess. Yeah, and also I got another event coming up for the same group. I can't remember exactly the name of the group, but they're coming here, the 16 and the 17. And also there is a sheriff around in Hot Spring, Virginia. He's getting married. 
and he asked me if I can play at his wedding. And he used to be a server here. He used to be a busser to a server, from a server to a sheriff. And he come and asked me by my home and asked me if I can play for him. I said, sure. And how much will you charge me? I said, well, I know you a long time, so I leave that up to you because I can't give you a price. And he said, okay. Hopefully he'll let you out of some parking tickets here soon. <laughs> I was going to say, through town, right? <laughs> doing the boss's wedding, doing the sheriff's wedding. I mean, you're, you're making friends with the right people. <laughs> <laughs> so if a guest had only a single day to stay here at the homestead, what's one thing that you would say, you have to do this one thing, you can't miss it? I would offer them to go to the shooting range. It's very interesting. Yeah, it's very nice. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. We actually spoke to David Judah um, from the Shooting Club, I believe in season two of the podcast. Todd, what about yourself? Any cannot miss items? Falconry. You're not going to do that anywhere else. It's not a city hotel thing. You really have to come to someplace special like this that is kind of in a very remote area to be able to go out and practice falconry with some very uh, professional people. And it's something that, that's a story. That's a lifetime story right there. Because where else are any of us going to say, I go doing falconry on the weekend. You don't do that. So yeah, that's a good one. I agree. What's your favorite secret about the homestead? Something that people tend to learn once they get here, but before they actually experience it in live person, they really wouldn't know. I want to bring this back to, we're not just a hotel. And sometimes going to a hotel can be very transactional. The homestead is not that. And I think, you know, you might be calling us or going online, making a reservation, however you do it. Once you get here, No one can ever really describe how much of a family the homestead is until you're here. You're not going to realize that everybody is going to be smiling and saying good morning and giving you that genuine time to actually care how your morning is going. It's not just script for us. We really kind of, we're not bought into a style of service here. We live it and breathe it every day. And that's something that you really can't translate out to anybody. We truly are family here. We go out of our way to make people happy. We want people to sit on the front porch in the rocking chair, having a cup of coffee. That's what you're going to realize when you come here. I know there's a lot of like nooks and crannies and all this other kind of stuff you can find. That's something that you can't experience until you're here. What I would say, we have a uh, omni tradition thing where we call it trilogy. And I use that word because once the guest is happy, the owner is happy, we are happy. And that's what we call a family, right? A trilogy. So each and every one taken care of. Because if a guest doesn't come, we don't have no business. And then no work is not here. So while the guest is here, we have to treat them like family. And they take it back out, as I said before, to other people. And once they're happy, we happy, the whole happy, everyone happy. Well, that's all the time that we have for now. Chefs, thank you so much for being our guest today. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking to both of you. Thank you very much. We'll see you for breakfast. And I got one more thing to say. Hot spring, 
Olmsted. This is a place to be. Learn more about hidden treasures at the homestead by listening to our entire podcast series available at theomnihomestead.com slash podcast. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts and many other podcast apps, or you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. For exclusive offers on the Omni Homestead and other Omni hotels and resorts, sign up for Select Guest. The program rewards members with a simple way to earn free nights and access to exclusive offers. Plus, returning members enjoy perks like complimentary daily beverage and more. Beyond the Tower is a production of the Omni Homestead Resort in Hot Springs, Virginia. The title music, Welcome to My Homestead, is written and performed by David Hill. Our executive producer is Lynn Swan. Our producer is John Kendall Royston, and your host is me, Jesse Bruton. Many thanks to all of our talented guests. For information about how to book your next stay, visit theomnihomestead.com. Thank you.